0: If you have your Bibles this morning, stand with me this morning. And look with me in the epistle of 1 John this morning. And before before I read this or get into this message this morning, Lee, if you could get on 2 Peter chapter One. Could you pull that up quickly? First Peter chapter 1, and let's look at verse 12 and 13 and maybe 14 before I get over into John and the message. And Peter said, "Wherefore I will not be negligent, to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Now, what he was saying here, he said, I'll not be negligent to remind you. How many believe sometimes we need to be reminded? Amen. need to be reminded who we are, who God is, and what Jesus Christ done for us. So Peter was grown old in age at this time but he still had a calling to do on his life and sometimes I think if Peter was seeing what us preachers see today that people sort of drift away they sort of forget. He said yeah I think it me as long as I am in this tabernacle or this body to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. So, I think this morning that we need to have our minds stirred up a little. Amen. Amen? And so John then, the epistle of John, which was one of the youngest of the disciples, and he said that which was from the beginning which was Christ, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Who you think he's talking about there? Who do you think he's talking about? That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, For the life was manifested and we have seen it. Who's he talking about? Who? He's talking about Jesus Christ, church. That's who he's talking about. For the life was manifested or brought to the light and we have seen it. Do you think John had seen Jesus Christ? He sure had. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested or appeared unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with who? The Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you for a reason. He said that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declaring to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, listen carefully now. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk or live in sin, that's what He's saying, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say that we have not sinned, we make him, God, a liar, and his word is not in us. Now, as Paul, Peter was writing to him, and you know, as people, we have a tendency sometimes, if we're not awful careful, we have a tendency to sort of draw back a little bit. No, and sometimes, you know, when life is good and life is easy and everything's just fine, sometimes we seem to relax and we forget about the enemy, and when we forget about the enemy that we face every day, and we do face the enemy every day. And we forget about him, and if we're not careful, we'll get too slack and too laid back. And the next thing we know, we have lost our joy in the Lord. Next thing we know, we find ourselves not who we once was. Sometimes we find ourselves wondering where the joy that we once had was at. Sometimes we find ourselves wondering what is going on in our own lives. And so John here was writing. And these people that say that there is no God, evidently they don't read the Bible. Evidently they don't try to talk to God. Evidently the devil has deceived them for so long that they don't really believe in nothing but John here was a witness that Jesus Christ was the son of God and if anybody knows then John ought to know because John was with him in the three and a half years of ministry uh, that he was matter of fact John was uh, one of the first or uh at least at the top of the first, one of the disciples, and he was the youngest disciple that Jesus had called. So John had been with him. The Bible said that John laid up on his shoulder the night of the Last Supper, uh, and then they spoke of the one disciple that God, that Jesus loved. Uh, and so John loved the Lord. Uh, and so John here is telling people, and he's telling us today uh, that he knew, he knew without a shadow of a doubt uh, that he was the Son of God. Uh, he knew because he was there uh, all the time for three and a half years. He was there uh, when he uh, seen Lazarus' uh, uh, eyes open. He was there when he seen Zacchaeus uh, uh, climb up that sycamore tree and then Jesus called him down. He was there when he healed the woman at the well of her sin. He was there. With, John, with Jesus uh, when he healed the little woman that had to issue a blood for 12 years uh, and nobody could do nothing about it except Jesus Christ. Uh, and the Bible said he's seen just one touch for Jesus, uh, what he did for all of these other people. You know, all it takes sometimes uh, is just us being obedient to God uh, and getting one touch from the Lord, amen, to bring us back into reality. Now, the reality is, uh, a sin is a reality today, hey man. I said sin is a reality today. Tony, you're just talking about it. I ought to get a hey man out of you, brother. A, the, sin is a reality. But I thank God today. And the Bible says we've all sinned and we've all come up short of the glory of God. Hey man. But you, you sometimes we get ourselves into trouble. Well, I, want, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but John here. I, he was writing, and he was telling the churches, uh, which he was over, uh, about 12 churches of tri Israel over there in Asia Minor there, he was over about 12 churches there as the a bishop or pastor or whatever uh, and so he was writing this to them uh, but he wasn't only writing it to them he was writing it for the churches today amen uh, to try to encourage them uh, and that's what the word of God does it should encourage people uh, and it would encourage us it would help us uh, it would bring us to life if we would listen to what the word of God says amen but I sometimes I think we Heard it so much, uh, we've turned a deaf ear to it, hey man. And the world that we're living in today, we're living uh, maybe in the same world, but it's a different breed than what we grew up to, Marty. uh, When we was kids, hey man. When we grew up, it wasn't an option to go to church or go to the lake or. Or, or, or go shopping, or uh, go somewhere, or do something else when Sunday morning come. Uh, we didn't have an option which one we wanted to do, uh, but kids today has got that option, and parents are to blame for it. Uh, and, well, I don't want to go to church. Let's go somewhere else. Let's go to the lake. It's a beautiful day. Uh, let's go shopping. Let's go somewhere neat. Uh, it's a beautiful day out there, uh, and the parents will agree with it, uh, Amen, it wasn't that way when we was growing up. We didn't have them options, amen. Uh, we would better not even stand to ask for another option uh, except going to church. Amen. It wasn't an option. We got up Sunday morning and we know we was going to church. There wasn't no arguing about it. There wasn't no fits though, amen. Wasn't no kicking and screaming like they are today kid. We got up and we got ready and we went to church. Well, let's get back to the Word of God. So Peter or John was writing here, and he said, That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. Who likes that word fellowship? How many knows what fellowship really means? It means a church that's coming together, or a group of people coming together and worshiping God and having fellowship. You know, a lot of times we need to have fellowship. We, you know, you know, but we need to have fellowship sometime. Amen. We need to just get together and just worship. It don't take preaching to have fellowship. It don't take saying to have a fellowship. It just takes a bunch of people, God's people to get together, amen, and just have a good good time, you know. Because everybody's so busy anymore. We come to church a lot of time. We come to church. Church starts. Some of us get here just on time. I'm one of them sometimes. I'm sorry. But, you know, and then we just go through the services and go through. And nothing wrong with that. That's what we've got to do. We go through the services and then we get up and go home. And sometimes I don't have a chance to speak to some of them because they're out and gone before I get back to back. But we need to just sometimes have a, have a good fellowship. And this is what he is talking about. He said, That which was which we have seen and heard, declare we. He's not declaring to you that ye also may have fellowship. I like that. He said you also may have fellowship with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. And so we can have fellowship with Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, that's the main source right there of fellowship. If Jesus Christ ain't involved in our fellowship, then we ain't going to have much of a fellowship. But he wants us to enjoy church, don't he? He don't want us to come into church and be an old Sarah Prune, does he, Marty? He wants us to come into church, and if we're Christians, you know, and sometimes, now, Peter read a while? Sometimes we have got to stir up our mind, have our mind stirred up what church is all about. If we don't, we'll get a mindset, and it'll get boring to us, but we need to think back. You know, uh, I, I, believe it was, uh, I believe it was Peter wrote, he said, uh, these things you need to know. And they say that we need to know about church and about salvation. And we, first of all, need to know that Jesus Christ died for our sins, amen, arose for our sins, uh, sits at the right hand of God for our sins. Uh, and I want to tell you, sometimes we act like that we ain't got a bit of life in us. Come on, church. Act like we go to church and we'll just sit there. Sometimes, uh, some of them even fall asleep. Amen? Amen? Sometimes you see them with a phone out. Sometimes they're turned around talking more than they're looking forward and listening to what's going on. You say, Preacher, are you mad? No, I'm not mad. I'm just telling you, there's some things that we need to know. And one of them is we need to know when we walk through them doors back there we have entered the house of God the house of worship and that's what we need to do. Hey man, instead of doing everything else, we need to get our minds off of what we're going to what we're going to eat at after church. Hey man, you've done got them made up for you. Come to church, amen. and you need to get your mind off from that or where you're going to go or what you're going to do this soon or what you're going to do next week. Hey man, and we need to come through them doors back there with one thing in our mind. And And that's what we're there for. And that's to worship and give God praise and honor for his son that died for us this morning. That is a great honor. And we need to honor him in his house. need to honor him in God's house. We forgot what God's house is all about. And he said, Verse 4, he said, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. See, Peter knew what joy, or, or John knew what joy there was in the fellowship of the brother and sisters. Uh, he knew what fellowship there was with Jesus Christ and the Father God. Uh, he knew what fellowship was about. And he knew that there was joy in the Lord. Amen. They were joy in worshiping Him. They were joy. And we come into church sometimes, and I'm going to tell you something, church. Church. It's just like the whole church has died. And what of them ain't died, you can just feel they're bound down to where they're afraid to worship the Lord, afraid to raise a hand, afraid to stand up and testify. After what God has done for us, how's the lost going to know what Jesus Christ has done for us if we don't get out here and witness and tell others what Jesus has done? It's not the preacher's job to go out there and bring them in. It's your job to go out there and bring them in. It's the preacher's job or his calling to feed them when you get them here. Over the years, I have seen some when you got in and they eat good and they stayed, But I have seen some didn't eat so good, so they didn't stay. I guess they didn't like the food that we produced here. You know, you start preaching on sin, and, and then people quiet down. And you know one thing about sin? Well, let me go on down here just a minute. This, then, is a message which we have heard of Him, and we declare it unto you that God is light. How many knew that? God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. Light represents Jesus Christ, darkness represents sin, the devil. There's no sin in Jesus. And he said in verse 6, if now notice these next three verses. Elf, but, and elf. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. In other words, if we say that we have fellowship, we say we're saved, we say we're Christians, uh, we say we have fellowship with Him, and we don't have fellowship with Him. If you don't know Him and a free pardon of sin, if you've got sin in your life, you cannot have fellowship with Jesus Christ if you've got sin in your life. But he said if you say that you have fellowship with Jesus Christ uh, and you have sin in your life, uh, then he said you're a liar and the truth ain't in you. Don't go out here and say Brother Ralph said I was a liar. No, I didn't say that. I said the Bible says it. And you can look at 1 John chapter 1 there if you want to find out for yourself. He said if we say that we have fellowship with him, and we're living, what he's saying, and we living in darkness or living in sin, we lie and don't know the truth. But then I like that next verse. But if we walk or live in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's good stuff right there. I don't care whether you like it or not, it's good stuff. Hmm. So, verse 8 it said, If we say that we have no sin, we. What? Is it just two or three readings? Sit up there, Lee. You got that up there? If we say that we have no sin, we do what? Deceive ourselves. Deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Sometimes we get out of sync with the Lord. As Tony talking this morning, we all go through it. I go through it. You say, you're a preacher, you ought not see you're a preacher, you ought to be perfect. Well, let me make something straight. There ain't but one perfect, and that's Jesus Christ, and they nailed him to the cross. Amen. And he was nailed there because he knew you and me wasn't going to be perfect. Amen. But he was nailed there so that he could help us, through, because he had done blaze the trail down this road that we're on today. But you know, sometimes we'll blame the devil did you ever blame God for something? Huh? We blame God for something that we done on our own. Some of you look at me, Lord, I'm guilty, but I ain't going to say nothing. It's amazing what you see up here, Brother Billy. It's amazing to look back through there right now. Whew, boy, it's getting down to... It's getting down to living now, ain't it sure? We deceive ourselves. That's what the Bible said. Isn't it? If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. That's plain to be. But boy, we, 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 we deceive ourselves. Then we get into trouble. But you know something? You know something? If, if, if we mess up, Tony talking about messing up, messing up. Messing up is when we are not listening to God and we're disobedient to God. Did you ever argue with God, or did you ever not argue, maybe not argue with him, but you wanted to do something or go somewhere so bad? And God was saying, no, no, no. You don't need to go there. You don't need to do that. I just brought you out of that lifestyle. And then you just, just shut God off and listen to the devil? Just like Adam and Eve did when God told them, so you eat out of that tree right there, and you're going to surely die. And then Satan come along after God had told them that. And here comes Satan along. He said, Oh, I know what God said. He said, if you take of that trip, said you, he told you you would die. He said you will surely not die. He said you will be open and you'll be as smart as God, so to speak. They went and done it. Their eyes was open to sin. They didn't know what sin was, but it opened to sin. And they recognized they were naked. And they started trying to hide their sin. You can't hide from God, church. You can't cover up. And when God says no, you can't make a deal. When God says no, He means no. When God says don't do this, God means don't do it. There's a price to pay. But so many people today, they go ahead and do it anyway, but then they don't want to blame themselves. They want to blame somebody else, Marty. They want to blame their wife. They want to blame their kid. They want most of the time. Who do they blame, Tony? The preacher. He's done it enough. He knows. I'm on him this morning, but we do, don't we? Sometimes things just don't go right because I ain't allowed it to go right then I'll, I'll blame every who's right. I'll blame my wife most of the time. Blame my wife. A lot of people blame God. And a lot of people say, well, the devil made me do it. Have you ever heard that? Well, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it if you're a Christian because the devil had no power over you. Jesus Christ died for you, and when you receive Jesus Christ, the old man moved out and the new man moved in. Amen. And we cannot let him back in. I'm told about the devil; we can't let him back into controlling our lives like we did before we met Jesus Christ. We, if he can't get in unless we allow him back in. He may tempt us of this and tempt us of that. That's what He does. That's what His job is. He's done it from the beginning of time, and He'll be doing it at the end of time. It's tempting people. But He cannot get us to overcome the temptation, or to take that temptation unless we allow Him to do it. And if we allow Him to do it, that just says that, well, we wanted to do it to begin with. A lot of people over the years has got saved on fire for God for a lot of years. And I've seen it and you've seen it if you think about it. But after so long, they sort of got tired and they got to looking back to the parties they used to go to and the uh, dance halls and all of this and the drugs, the alcohol, and they get to looking back. And when they look back too long, they're going to wake up and they're going to find themselves back there. Whose fault is that? Is that God's fault? No, it's not. Is that the devil's fault? No, it's not. Whose fault is it? We deceive ourselves, we lie to ourselves, we convince ourselves when we know something is wrong and God says, don't do it if we can convince ourselves uh, that God don't mean it and there's no wrong in it, if we do do it. And then we do do it, and then we got a price to pay. I think what's happened in the Christian world today, I think people has lost their joy in the Lord. Amen? Amen? I can remember back, they used to be shouting in the house of God. I'm not just talking about one or two. I'm talking about all over the house. I'm talking about dancing in the spirit. Say, so, oh, that's not proper to this world today. It's not proper because we've been deceived out of it. Amen. The Bible says, enter my house with thanksgiving and praise. He said, enter my house with spring music. He said, Enter my house and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, he said, Enter my house. Uh, he said, and make a loud noise unto the Lord. Amen. Churches today say, oh no, don't, don't, hey man. Don't say this and don't say that. You're in church. You're supposed to be decent in church. You're supposed to be alive in church. If you can't come to church and get happy about it, you've lost it. You've lost it. If you can't go to church and feel free, you've lost it. But the good news is, I know where you can get it back. Quit deceiving yourself, and if you've lost your joy, you can get it back right here. People say, well, I don't have to go to all these people. Well, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. If you're a Christian, you'll want to go to church. Reason some of them say is that they've been in the wrong church and there wasn't nothing there. Amen. That's stout stuff this morning, Brother Dean, but it's a truth. It's true. They've died. They've died.